G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Yeah, filling the bellies and educating and housing people. That's all important too, but I guess it's making sure that we have them both hand in hand rather than one or the other. Yeah, that's what makes us completely unique from all other religions, Mm. aid agencies and the rest of it. That's the uniqueness of Christianity. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've looked at the differences between the Hebrew and Greek mindset when it comes to interpretation of Scripture. But do these differences also affect our behaviours? In this program, we're going to look at the view that the gospel is something you do rather than something you communicate with words. Very interesting you bring up words there and speaking, because sometimes that is a big debate. Should we speak or should we not speak? Mm -hmm. So I want to paint a picture for you. Let's just say where it's the night that Jesus was born, right? And uh, we've read the story in the Gospels, how the, the shepherds were out in the fields and then an angel appears, they freak out and then he starts to praise and worship. He gives them this glorious message that um, the good news has arrived, the, the Messiah has been born. Then the sky fills up with angels, they're all praising and worshipping and the, the shepherds are amazed and then they race to see the miracle of this baby born and mm. there he is. Imagine this again, but imagine that the angels appear and they're praising and worshipping. They might be pointing in the direction of Bethlehem, but they actually don't say anything. Mm. They're just really, really over-the-top excited. And then they disappear. (laughs) The shepherds are there scratching Scratching their their heads. What's what's that like? First of all, they would be scared because if the angels didn't Mm. speak, they wouldn't have been told, don't be afraid. And then they could have gone wondering what was going on in the town and really it was just bursting at the seams yeah, with that's pilgrims right. there trying to sign up for the census mm-hmm. and maybe stumbled across a young couple with a new baby in the cave and thought, oh, well, yeah, I get that. Everything else is full. The words were so, so yeah. radically important. And I guess even to take the illustration further, I mean, obviously that little babe that was born that night grew to become a man. Yeah. And imagine if Jesus had then you know, wandered around throughout Israel and healed the sick and you know, miraculously fed thousands and done all these different things, yeah. but never actually said anything, where would we be? I mean, the, you know, really, all of his yeah. good deeds um, were received you know, with glowing reports, but it was sure. the words that actually made such a big difference. Absolutely. And it was actually the words that um, had the leadership hating him. Mm. If he'd never said anything and just did a lot of good things, he would have been loved by all. Mm. But the words he spoke challenged the very core of them, uh, and, and and he ended up crucified. And, of course, if he hadn't been crucified, we'd be up the creek without a That's paddle because right. we wouldn't have salvation. Yeah, exactly. So I want to then um, mention a great quote that I heard many years ago and see if you've heard it too. It says, go into all the world and preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Oh, yes. Do you, do you know who said I've that? I've heard that. Um, it's St. Francis of Assisi, I think, isn't it, that has said that? No. 
Actually, he never oh. said that at all. Actually, it was attributed to oh, you, okay, but he yeah. actually never actually said that. I, I do have so a So I was quote. right, but I wasn't right. Yeah, you were kind of <laughs> wrong and right. <laughs> he, what he actually said was something that maybe was construed that way. He said, no brother should preach contrary to the form and regulations of the Holy Church, nor unless he has been permitted by his minister, all the friars, should preach by their deeds. That's what he actually said. And somehow that's been contorted. Mm. And so it's a it's a really dangerous thing to actually infer from that that to be a Christian and to share the gospel, what we really need to do is keep our mouths shut because mm. we might muck it up. Let's just go out and serve people. And can I just say that the Christian church by and large has done extraordinary things throughout history. Mm. If you look at yeah. most education Facilities were started by Christians. Most schools, you know, especially in in England yeah. and and other parts yeah. of the world, started. It was Christians yeah. who would start. Well, even schools. universities, not just a school, but absolutely yeah, tertiary as well. All started um, as places of learning to educate people. Hospitals mm. um, and nurses, um, orphanages. Most were started by Christians yeah. wanting to do good things to help the poor. However. There is a bit of a struggle if you just think that, okay, well, we want to help the poor because that's what Christians do. You're right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely true. However, there are a lot of other aid organizations that have been around throughout history that have done really good things for people. There are aid agencies by Hindus and atheists and Buddhists and Sikhs and Muslims who do really great things for a lot of people. What about... um? Doctors who volunteer their time and go and serve with, you know, Doctors Without Borders and things mm. like that. They don't mm. go because they're Christians. They just want to help people. So the difference really then is there's got to be some word mm. behind uh, why we do what we do. Okay, so there is um, the, the, the command in the Gospels, Mark sixteen fifteen, which Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And we have actually talked about how in Judaism it's a very practical, literal sort of mm. uh, interpretation, unless it says otherwise. But there is a key scripture that I, I might get you to read out. It's in Romans. Paul was really explicit when he said this. You know, this is Romans ten fourteen. It says, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they're sent? Just as it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. Precisely. So you can go and do a lot of nice things for people, but unless the man opens his mouth and actually preaches the good news, he specifically Mm. says the good news there, people are not going to hear. They're not going to know. And, and it kind of is a little bit of a, a cop-out, I think, when we think that if I don't have to open my mouth and share the gospel, I can just go and do some nice acts of service or something like that. And, and remember, James talked about faith without works. So we tend to think, you know, faith without works is dead. But, and we kind of think, well, I need to go and do stuff. And mm. if I do stuff, that will be sufficient. But there's also some other scriptures. And in Jeremiah, because we like to focus on the new covenant, but what about in the old covenant where the power of the spoken word, I mean, we look at creation. Mm. If God hadn't opened his mouth, nothing. That's right, yeah. Because <laughs> that was a literal speaking mm. and action. And there's some more as well. Yeah, well, you mentioned Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1, 
Verse 12, the Lord said to me, that's Jeremiah, you've seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. So God's uh, pretty specific about that. He is. And the word perform, it's a verb. Mm. It's actually to do something. So God sent out his word. He acts on his word and he fulfills it. He makes sure. And I think one of my favorite scriptures of all time is in Hebrews. Actually, I don't know if it was Paul who wrote Hebrews. Whoever it was, they were amazing. Um, It talks about the power of God's word. Mm. Yeah, Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So once again, we've got the word of God, which is doing all those things. Yeah. And, and then, of course, there is the um, that scripture in Romans that talks about the gospel itself is the power for salvation. Yeah, that's Romans one sixteen. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Yeah. And so here's the conundrum that we have as Christians. We want to go out and do good stuff, but we don't want to offend anybody. Mm. Well, too bad, so sad, (laughs) because the gospel is offensive, Scripture says. And here's the thing. If the gospel is not spoken, the gospel, the pure gospel, not that God just wants you to have a wonderful life, but the gospel that Jesus died for your sins because you're Mm. a sinner, and you need a saviour. If we don't share that, and that therefore you need to repent, and you need to come by faith in Christ alone, if they don't hear that, that's the power of God to salvation. Mm. If they don't hear it, there's no salvation. Yeah, that's right. You can you can fill their bellies, and you can give them shelter, but if they don't have the gospel, they don't have Christ, they don't have salvation. Mm. And I guess the important thing is not to say that we discount that, you know, filling the bellies and educating and housing people. For That's sure. all important too, but I guess it's making sure that we have them both hand in hand rather than one or the other. Yeah, that's what makes us completely unique from all other religions, mm. aid agencies and the rest of it. That's the uniqueness of Christianity. Well, that brings today's program to a close, but a reminder that you can listen back to today's episode and others that you might have missed via our website or your favourite podcast app. Just search Foundations with Mandy and Robbo to find it or go to the website vision.org.au forward slash foundations. We look forward to you joining us again next time as we desire to understand the Jewish cultural, historical and spiritual context of the Word of God on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.